We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Welcome to Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors on NPR. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Making fun of your music, Carl. Hey, it's Bo Matthews, it Mark make Cox, sense Carl in a Middleman. Minute. Pew pew. For Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors, this segment, the first segment, brought to you by Razorback Armory. Uh, if you haven't been in, they are right there on Manchester and De Pere. Uh, it's right off of 270. Their website is a wealth of knowledge, but the men behind Razorback Armory, fantastic. Stop in, introduce yourself, get their address at RazorbackArmory.com. And uh, I saw a reel. I know our producer is trying to get Colin Noir uh, eventually. We'll we'll find out if we ever get him as a guest. Still working. He had a reel the other day. He had a reel the other day, Mark, that talked about your most vulnerable spot in your house. When are you the most vulnerable, would you say? Um... In your garage, bathroom, bathroom, bathroom. The video was actually it was actually him sitting on his toilet, and he goes, "When you are on the toilet, you are almost the most vulnerable you ever are in your household, unless you're in the shower." And his point was to safely store a firearm in your bathroom. You know, again, safely, you should store a firearm in your bathroom because you never know when something's going to happen. Would you agree with that? Would you, I mean, with small children, it can be dangerous. You got to be careful. It's locked up, but I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I've, de- I've never thought about that. I've never felt in the tank, like the Godfather when I'm in my bathroom, like in the Godfather, that's where they but, hid that weapon. That's true. That's true. It is. I, I just You're never, right. I honestly, I quite honestly, I guess I've, as I've analyzed home security, I've never thought about that. But I, I could see why you're you're you've got the door closed. You're in there far away from any most where most people would have a gun safe. I, I could see that. Yeah. And and the phrase I don't think I'd go in there if I were you is probably not going to keep the bad <laughs> yeah, guys out. Or or I mean it might keep them from coming in, but they're just going to wait till you <laughs> you got to come out eventually, right? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I've got. I had a, a dear friend who passed away many years ago, but. Uh, um, Terry Willie, uh, was actually a country singer way back in like the fifties and, uh, got to know his family. I kind of felt like I was adopted into the family. This man had a firearm at arm's length anywhere in his house. Wow. And what was he, he afraid of? He told, well, no, he just, he just felt like he needed to protect himself. 
Um, but like standing at the door, uh, at the front door, when he told me that I was like, are you serious? He literally reached into a bookshelf and pulled out and he knew exactly what it was, you know, knew exactly what he had. Um, I think that's a little extreme, but you've <laughs> got to be prepared. So the bathroom thought, uh, might be something you might want to think about. Although the humidity in your bathroom could be bad for a gun long-term. It's probably true. So uh, I wonder if that has changed. And it'd be interesting to to uh, you know talk to Phil or somebody or one of the trainers we've had on uh, over the over the years about whether or not that preparation has changed with the increase in the number of people who can still carry. Because if you if you can still carry, I was told when I went through my concealed carry training by by my my trainer Dustin, you should get so used to carrying your firearm, if you can still carry, that you feel naked if it's not on you. So mm-hmm. in other words, if that's the case, then even when you're at, at home, if you if home security is something you have a reason to worry about, you've either been broken into or you're in an area where that sort of thing is more likely to happen, uh, you might just carry your gun on you at all times when you're at home. Instead of my, you know, drill is when I get home, I go and I put it in the in the. I've got a couple of safes in the house. I might stick it in the upstairs safe or the one downstairs. Or the other option is just to leave it on. I mean, I don't know. I guess I wonder if that's changed people's thinking about about security at home it, it could i don't know when i'm in my comfy clothes though and i'm watching a movie eating popcorn or something uh it, it's not far but it's not on it's not you know in my waistband of my my pajama pants um but it should be it should be kind of close yeah. um i just thought it was an interesting <sighs> thought um but again you you, you gotta you gotta consider the situation you're in like you pointed out you can just pick up you that know? axe you keep by your front door <laughs> since you're chopping wood every time i talk to you about it <laughs> Again, I have a log splitter, but it's still hard work. <laughs> and now to the reason I was starting our show off with Billy Joel. Mark Cox is not going to be in the area this weekend. Mark Cox has left the building. I'm going to New York. I'll be in New York this weekend. It's my daughter's fall break, and we decided she's always wanted to go to New York. And I'll have to be honest with you, had I... I had a discussion about this. I'm like, hey, all I read in the paper these days is that crime is through the roof in New York. I mean, I wonder if people ever well, yeah. had that conversation before they travel to St. Louis. But here's what we do know. Yes, it happens. What are the odds you're going to be a victim of it? I mean, it tends to make the headlines when there are big cases. But like the other day, some lady got uh, hit in the head with a with like the 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 blunt end of a pair of scissors in the subway but then you find out it was in the middle of like the bronx where you're probably not going to be anyway if you're a visitor i'm, I'm just saying you're going to be in the middle of Manhattan. we're going to be in times square and and you know the the 9-11 museum and and uh, broadway and places like that so so are you flying out there Yes, and my arms are going to be rather tired when I get there, Bo. What's your, what's your point? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, so I am, but here's the deal. Uh, my wife is an adventurer. Can I just tell you that? She is. My wife drove our camper all the way to Glacier the last time we went because she yeah. has a job that allows her 
the flexibility of working from wherever she is. Unlike, unlike a radio host who pretty much has to be in a studio. I mean, you can do you can do this job remote as as evidenced from COVID. We many of us broadcast from home. Bo Bo can broadcast from home. But doing that on the road in an RV would be a completely different situation. So um, it's not easy. You don't have access to good Wi-Fi. It's, it, it's a harder thing to do. So she took off a couple days early, and she's pulling our camper to New Jersey. We're going to camp Fearless. Outside, of New, outside of New York. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. So – uh, did they do they have a KOA in Jersey that or, or is it a, a legit He's campground? He's just pulling up to Sopranos. Here's, here's what here's what we discovered. Uh, there is a really cool place right on the edge of uh, the river there, across from Manhattan in New Jersey. The it's, Hudson it's River. Ca- it's called Liberty Harbor. It is where the the um, ferry departs to go to. Ellis Island and the Statue of Liberty. So, wow. so the, it's a marina. It is called Liberty Harbor, and there's also a place there called the Liberty Harbor RV Park, which is which is urban camping. It's not. Don't envision a tree covered campground. Uh, you're right. camping in at the marina in an area designated for camping with electricity and water. There's no sewage there, but you have electricity and water, and you can hook your RV up. Um, so you got everything you need, right? You got air conditioning or heat if you need it. You've got water. They have Wi-Fi. They have they have Wi-Fi that's available to you. It's really wow. cool. And you 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 step out the door or you look out the window and you're looking over at the island of Manhattan and off to your right the Statue of Liberty. It's it's going to be a really cool experience. I'm really looking forward to it. Is she worried about driving in that metropolitan area, uh, or or has she made it to that point yet? Because I've driven through New York City over the summer, and it is far well, we're right. Not, we're not driving to New York City, so you're you're basically stopping in Jersey City. You get off the highway and you you exit uh, down to this place. It's it's secure. They've got security that you know checks you in when you come into the lot, and it's got twenty four hour security. It's not a high crime area that people might envision wow. across the street in fact it's it butts right up against liberty park which is where that ferry departs from to go to ellis island um that's awesome yeah it's it's it just looks like a great setup we're very excited about it so are you going to do all the touristy stuff with your daughter since she's never been she's never been there yeah we're, we've mm. got it we've already ret- we've here's the deal they've now opened up the crown again to the statue of liberty but oh, they just, saw that. just opened it up this week, right? Yeah. So <laughs> last week we got online to to pre-buy some tickets for Broadway and and the Statue of Liberty tour, and the tickets were already sold out for this weekend for the Crown. But wow. we can still take her to Ellis Island, still take her to the Statue of Liberty, still go up on the on the pedestal, which is at the base of Lady Liberty's feet. Which still has a nice view of Manhattan and all that, but we couldn't get her up into the crown. I've never been to the crown. It was closed okay, the last so, time I was there a few years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. So me envisioning you uh, just pulling up into Central Park and just uh, <laughs> starting up the generator—that's <laughs> not that's not <laughs> yeah, the case. Yeah. No. No. Not at all. I'm and, on the website. It's actually probably one of the cheaper places to stay in town. I oh, mean, I bet. Now you've got to 
to take into consideration the gasoline it costs oh. you to pull the camper up there, the diesel in this case. Uh, but ultimately, you you know, you've got your it's yours. It's your space. You've got your bed and your shower if you wanted, and uh, you know, you're, there's a bar on site. Too, there's Mark. a bar on site inside of my camper with my <laughs> bourbon selection that I'm taking with me. Right, I can sip a cocktail and look at um, down in Manhattan. But we're going to spend a lot of time doing the the uh, uh, um, the the visitor stuff. And here's the deal: just this week, I felt better about this bow. I don't know about you. I read the headline that New York Mayor Eric Adams, has, despite the, the Supreme Court rejecting the ridiculous gun laws in New York State, he signed a new gun law in place. You know what it is? What? And I really felt safer when he announced this. They're putting up big signs all over Times Square that says, Gun-free zone. It's got a picture of a gun with a red circle around it and a slash which means I can go to Times Square and not worry that a criminal might bring a gun in there because they will follow the law, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> you got me <laughs> cracking up. This is like a comedy show. Uh, yeah. That's like the no smoking signs everywhere. Oh, I know. Uh, C- criminals it, don't it, pay any attention to that. It's just it's silly season, right? Put more it, cops it on the street. Put a cop on every subway car. Put, put a cop on every train station, and you don't have to worry about those things. Or, and I know this will be a controversial idea, let people protect themselves. But, of course, they're not going to do that in crazy New York. Well, I, I, I do. I, I wish you well on this trip. I hope it's fantastic. You're flying into Newark, probably, or LaGuardia? Well, I'm flying into LaGuardia, which I I was the cheapest airfare we could find, but probably that's because it's going to take me an hour and a half uh, <laughs> on on public transportation to get back over to uh, where the camper is, right? Yeah. In Jersey it, it, City. Yeah. Yeah. At least, uh, you know, you you bring up New York and the new gun-free zone. That's that's hysterical. <laughs> uh, you mean it should say a law-abiding gun-free zone? That's what it that should, should say. Be, yeah, that's exactly what it should say. And you would think that but somebody you, who was a, a police officer, like uh, Mayor Eric Adams, would understand the stupidity of that. But he's a liberal, and they just don't get it. I'm sorry, they just don't get that at all. Well, you know what? Gun owners, even in New York, are fighting back. Uh, A Jewish gun club in New York is suing the state over the Concealed Carry Improvement Act, is what they call it. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh. Um, Which uh, actually prevents uh, concealed carry permit holders from bringing their weapons to places of worship. That's what they're concerned about, as a lot of, you know, places of worship around the country are. But at least people are still fighting back. And so good luck to the Jewish gun club for for trying to do well, the, that. And the New York State Rifle Association's been fighting back gun owners of America, gunowners.org. All of these people have been up there filing lawsuits saying, listen, the Supreme Court just needs to step in and slap this crap down. What don't you understand about shall not be infringed? And they still think they can infringe, which is just completely, uh, absolutely, completely maddening to me. It is truly insanity. It really is. Well, again, I wish you well on your trip, Mark. I hope you have a great time. Are you gone 10 days? No, we're just taking a long weekend. It's going to be a quick trip. Yeah, thank you. Only you. We'll be up there over the weekend. (laughs) Brother, I'll be back on Tuesday. Well, for those of us that vacation vicariously through Mark Cox and stuck here in St. Louis, uh, (laughs) we have an opportunity for you to get out with your family, and that would be by going to Stuckmeyer's. We're going to talk with uh, the a farmer, the farmer at Stuckmeyer's, a fourth generation family, 
Phil Lacrone is going to join us next. Yeah, and details on the big St. Louis Bourbon Festival. If you like bourbon as much as I do, this is outdoor. Takes up a whole city block this year, and the tickets are probably going to go pretty fast. I've got the two guys organizing it are going to join us a little later right here on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. in the great outdoors with Mark Cox. I'm Bo Matthews. And if you are looking to, uh, for a destination for the family, there are uh, wonderful farms all over the region, but one of the best ones is Stuckmeyer's Farms. It is uh, it is a great place, too. They just had a, a massive tractor show. Uh, I think it was last weekend. My neighbor uh, uh, went up there and he said, oh, you should have went. You should have went. And I missed out on it. But Farm Fun Days is happening every weekend in October at Stuckmeyer's. And if you've never been, you should really check it out. It's at Highway 141 and Highway 21. And we have uh, farmer Phil LaCrone from Stuckmeyer's Farm, a fourth-generation family-owned vegetable farm, uh, on the line with us to talk about farm fun days in October. You guys are uh, gearing up for a, a big month, aren't you? Yes, it is. Uh, we've been uh, fortunate with the weather so far. It's been a dry season, which has helped with uh, both activities and growing pumpkins wow i was gonna i was gonna, I was gonna ask about that I, pe- people uh, have uh, certainly recently we've had a shortage of rain it seems like um but overall are, are we down for the year phil is that, is that the deal yes we are down okay. but for pumpkins it's really helped uh they do not like wet weather you get a lot of fungus and mold in them and um, the crop is just exceptional this year, exceptionally large, and uh, we're not having any trouble with any rot. They're going to hold up for a long time. Oh, that's nice. And you guys are a true farm. You guys actually grow your pumpkins because there's some farm places that people can go to where they truck them in from, like, Indiana or something, but you actually grow them there, right? We grow almost all of them. Um, we, uh, we have about 30 acres of pumpkins this year, and <laughs> we're getting quite a, quite a few pumpkins so it's been a, and they're extra big this year, um, and we're not sure what happened, but I think the weather was just perfect when they got planted. They got the right moisture, and yeah. uh, they're starting to come off now really well. 
Now, every year about this time, uh, it, it's national news when somebody grows one of those giant, you know, two-ton pumpkins. Have you ever been in that uh, that category? No. We used to grow some that it took two people to pick up. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> we we haven't gotten into that. We're more into the regular jack-o'-lanterns that um, our customers can, can get into their cars. Yeah, yeah, I'll bet. Um, so... Do people go out and pick their own then at Stuckmeyer's Phil as opposed to just rolling up and having a bunch up there? Or can do either? We do both. Okay. Uh, we have a you pick pumpkin patch that is always uh, really uh, a lot of fun for the kids. We have, uh, we're in the radio flyer wagon business. <laughs> we have to order them every year. We're up up to over 100 of them this year that all oh. our customers can take out into the pumpkin patch and uh, pick up their pumpkins but we also have pumpkins that are priced and ready for sale um, in our greenhouse so uh, we have that up there with uh, lots of different color gourds white gourds uh, we have about every color you can imagine yeah i'll bet i'll bet that's good so i know that since it's a working farm i mean you, obviously you have other vegetables and stuff people can buy um what so if the if the dry season was good for pumpkins, was it bad for other vegetables? Well, we can deal with drier than wet weather because we can. We since we are vegetable growers, we can irrigate. So we yeah. have it's a lot of work moving irrigation lines around. Oh, but it has been a challenge getting the fall stuff, keeping it uh, wet. Um, but our vegetables are really. We actually picked cut uh, cauliflower last or broccoli last night and the heads were almost the size of a dinner plate so um wow for some reason they got extra big um and then we have homegrown spinach and lettuce and uh radishes uh all that fall stuff's getting ready right now so uh along along with all our halloween stuff that we're doing we still uh do grow vegetables well i'll tell you you know oh go ahead go ahead sorry as part of our hay ride that we do, it's about a 20-minute ride around the farm. Um, everyone's able to see our vegetables, how, they, how they're growing out in the fields, as well as activities. We, uh, we have uh, uh, displays set up for the kids. So it's, uh, it's probably one of the nice uh, hay rides in the area. Well, I was going to point out that last night, you know, like, you know, a lot of Americans scrolling social media, scrolling social media, and I see a dear friend post a dream come true, and what it was was it was uh, family photos, like professional family photos. I've got to imagine that the photo opportunities at Stuckmeyer's at 141 and 21 have got to be almost everywhere, and I bet families come just for that. It is, and we plant sunflowers along a lot of edge of our fields for pictures, and we plant different varieties of sunflowers, so we try to have them blooming the whole season uh, during Halloween, so that is really nice, as well as uh, pictures along the corn maze. We have the, the leaves are starting to change in the woods. Um, along the hayride, you see big, we have uh, bluffs along the side where people can uh, see the foliage, fall foliage. Um, and out, just out in the pumpkin patch, we get people taking pictures all the time out in the pumpkin patch uh, with their kids. Yeah. Speaking of kids, I know you got lots of stuff uh, for the kiddos to do. Uh, hit a few of those for us. Um, well, we... We have uh, the hay ride as well as we have barrel rides for the kids where that's a barrel that's on wheels that we pull with a small tractor for the kids. We have inflatables, pony rides, 
Um, we also have face painting for the kids. Our big attraction is Fort Spooky, which is a playground area that has slides and tunnels and a very small corn maze in there that the kids can play in, and which is all free for the kids. Um, and then for the larger kids, if you want to go out into our corn maze, we have a bigger corn maze, which is about three to four acres. So it takes a while, and that's always a nice activity for everyone to go through that to uh, during Halloween. You, you know, Phil, this is Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors, so I have to ask, do you have one of those pumpkin cannons uh, that you can fire pumpkins out of? We do not have <laughs> oh, those. Okay, sorry, I had to ask. <laughs> That's that's I'm always one to blow something up, so I'm I always I've always enjoyed doing. I don't know who has them anymore. I've done it years ago, but I just wondered if maybe you had one of those. You know what they do have though at Stuckmeyer's? Uh, of course, you know you can get fresh apples there. Jonathan, Red Delicious, Golden Delicious. They actually grow their own caramel apples with the caramel on them on oh, the tree. Mark. On the tree, it's amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah, whatever no, you no. say. There's not a bee problem down there. Just don't, ask. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. It's like Willy Wonka. Um, <laughs> so, you know, at some of these, you know, weekend events, you know, the, the throngs of people, some people decide, man, I don't want to fight the traffic. How are you able to manage at 141 and 21? How are you able to manage uh, the parking situation for your property out there? Well, we have a lot of people helping to park. Uh, we have, uh, we try to reserve spots up in the front for people to just like to come into the market. Uh, but then we do have lots of parking in the back for everyone that would like to stay for a while, enjoy all the activities. Um, and then we have picnic tables set up, shade for people. Um, so they're able to, to do all that. And a new uh, thing we have this year is kettle corn. Kettle corn is a big thing for us. We make our own kettle corn, and it's always a big seller. Yeah, now grows mouth's... right on the stock, Mark. Grows <laughs> yeah, right on the but stock. Now my mouth's watering because I, I love <laughs> some of that stuff. I, I just can't get enough of it. And if people are looking for decorations for the front porch for for Thanksgiving coming the giant up, giant corn stalks, you know, hay bales, things like that. You got all that stuff too, right? Yes, we raise our own straw, um, our wheat to make straw, and then we have uh, Indian corn, corn stalks. And then we have small pumpkins. Uh, we call them big and uglies, but they're sort of warty um, uh, gourds that are that can be stacked or done all kinds of things with. We even have the little mini pumpkins that we pick up, pick all the time. They're the white and the orange ones. Cool. And uh, Phil Lacrone is our guest, a fourth generation family owned vegetable farm. So you literally grew up on Stuckmeyer Farm, didn't you? Pretty much. I Believe it or not, I actually married into this family about 35 years ago, and I've been doing this ever since. And you thought, what did I do? That's a lot of work out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been fun, though. We've grown uh, quite a bit over the years, and now we're starting to actually get kids, I mean, people bringing their kids that they've already been here as kids. So if you're starting to see multi-generations starting to come out that have been here before. So well, it's, it's all family fun, ready for the kids, nothing scary. Uh, and we really enjoy showing the farm to everyone. I guess we should ask, how late are you open? Because it's probably something people like to do on the weekends. What What are your sat Friday, Saturday, Sunday hours? Um, Friday, we're open 9 to 6. Saturday, uh, we open at 9 and we try to get closed around the five, but usually it's six o'clock before, and we got a lot of cleaning up and get ready for the next day. And then Sunday starts at ten o'clock, and um, usually around five o'clock, uh, the crowd starts 
um, leaving about that time. Good stuff. Phil LaCrone from Stuckmeyer's Farm, uh, Highway 141 and 21. And you can uh, check him out there or call him at 636-349-1225. Uh, Phil, thank you. Uh, have a great weekend. Really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. You bet. Uh, good to get you on here, and that's something that's just a family tradition for a lot of people. It is. Great it is. Stuckmeyers.com is, Stuck, is their website as well if you want to uh, go check it out and find out where they are if you're not from that area. Absolutely. Get, get you a couple big old gourds for your for your front porch. I had, my, I think, my daughter's sixth birthday party out there. Nice. And, it, and everybody, they all rode the barrel rides, and they... All brought home a pumpkin because she's an October baby. Oh, <laughs> sweet. Mine too. Uh, when when our daughter, the youngest one, was born, October 24th, uh, we took her out to a pumpkin patch and took some pictures with her. Nice. she was still just new. Oh, Like you put her in, inside an empty pumpkin, no, put the cap on top of her head? No, we her next to one, though, and got a picture and sent out the announcement to everybody. So it's fun. Adorable. Adorable. Good stuff. All right, coming up, we are going to be talking on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors about... One of Mark Cox's favorite things in the world, Sammy H- No, it's not Sammy Hagar. Uh, <laughs> nice. His birthday was last week. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> yeah, bourbon. Uh, b- bourbon. My <sighs> name's in it twice. Bobo. B-O-U-R-B-O-N. It's next on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Stay right there. So look, man. Come down here. He got down there. So what you want? I want bourbon, one scotch, one beer. Well, I'm a big fan of two of the three anyway. Let's put it that way. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. I'll take the uh, the bourbon first and the beer second, although I wouldn't necessarily drink them in that order. Just have a choice. I'm a bourbon fan. You know, I've got a podcast called The Mash where we talk about bourbon, and I love that. The Kentucky Bourbon Trail, I talk about all that stuff. It's fun. Not the Monster Mash this Not time of year. Not the Monster Mash. No, that's a good yes. The well, bourbon. You, uh, you, you know, went on the trail this year. I did. It was fun. I learned more. Cool. I, I know we talked about that before, but I probably, I, I surprisingly learned a lot on that trip. I, I'm not saying I was arrogant about my knowledge because one reason I do the podcast is because I have questions and I want to learn more about that whole process. But actually being there in these distilleries, the ones that do the tours the right way, you really do learn a lot about uh, the process um, yeah. because it seems so simple. If you if you know how to distill the spirit, that's important, but you have to have the mash bill right and then the kind of barrel you put it in and how long it's 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 been charred and how long where you store it all that stuff matters and of course the the length of time that it's stored in there matters so i really learned a lot when i went on the kentucky bourbon trail you know a couple of things that i learned uh myself just uh investigating it and and, and listening to the mash uh which highly recommend you really should uh because it's entertaining it's fun and and you learn a lot the shelf life of bourbon. Do you know shelf life of bourbon is like two years or less? Did you know that? Once you get it or once you open it? Once you open it. Wow. I did not know that. I didn't know that. Interesting. I, I, I did not know that. I mean, uh, the, the, and, the, go ahead. 
Well, people always want to know, but is it is it healthy? Like, you know, one week uh, eggs are healthy, the next week it's not. Uh, medical experts have actually uh, said that it helps prevent the onset of dementia. So if anybody ever comes at you, Mark, you can be like, hey, I'm vaccinated with bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you drink enough of it, you'll forget things. It is an antiseptic. Yeah, it's it's an antiseptic. Um, yeah, I guess so. You know, I didn't think about the shelf life so much because I don't have very many bottles that have been open for long enough to worry about that uh, or that there's enough <laughs> left in them for me to worry about that. But once it's bottled, uh, the aging process stops. Does that make sense? Okay. So if it's, if it's a... a, a, a let's say a 10-year barreled bourbon, and they take it out of the barrel and they either chill filter it or they don't, or it's a barrel strength or whatever it happens to be, that's the, that's the age of the bourbon. So if you get it barreled and it was taken out of the barrel a year ago and it was 10 years old and you drink it five years from now, you pop the cork for the first time, it's still 10-year aged bourbon. The aging happens in the barrel. And, gotcha. and there's no additional aging that happens after that. Now, you do lose, you can lose um, liquid out of the bottle. It, it, it just evaporates, right? So if you have, I have a friend who collects really ex- old bottles of bourbon, many cases that have been opened, um, and it's super strong because of the evaporation that's taken place. Oh, because the water's gone, but the alcohol yes, remains. the alcohol is still there. Huh. It's not yeah, always the best. It's tasting. not like wine. No. The more I learn about wine, uh, uh, it can like turn to like vinegar. Yes. Uh, if it's not open, I mean, if it's just stored, the cork. Of goes course, bad. some people have these. Mm-hmm. What's that? The cork goes bad. Yeah, and yeah, then and that's just, why they change the technology in. on those mm-hmm. things. Uh, but yeah, are, now if you had your choice, you're not a big wine drinker, Mark. No, not at all. I it mean, I'll drink so it. Good. I'll drink it if I'm at a nice dinner and they're pairing wines with certain foods. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll drink it, but I I am a fan of I'm I'm a, a small enough fan of wine that I still want it to be sweet. I'm not a fan of <laughs> dessert really wine. dry Chardonnays or anything like that. Um, right. You know, when I used to drink wine more often, I w- I might ask for a Riesling just to give you an idea. Yeah. So well, uh, which are trendy now. Just 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 kind of where yeah, just mm-hmm. kind of where I am on it. I'm I'm not I'm not um, I'm just not a wine fan. But when it comes to bourbon. Uh, I, I've really enjoyed learning more about it. I'll drink some scotch, but uh, bourbon's just unique. It's unique uh, in America, in my opinion. It is. And well, the more you can I, find I, out I about it. I think it's it, very cool. Yeah, it's cool. And uh, St. Louis is uh, is home to the St. Louis Bourbon Festival. Uh, put this on your calendar October 21st uh, because Mark had a chance to talk with the guys putting the uh, St. Louis Bourbon Festival on, Drew Schausser and James Thomas. And uh, we get to hear that conversation to even to learn even more about the event and maybe a little bit more about bourbon. Check this out. Great opportunity for you coming up if, uh, like me, you are a fan of bourbon. And you've heard me talk about it a lot. You know, I do my own podcast called The Mash. And we got with us right now the co-founders of the St. Louis Bourbon Society this morning. Uh, Drew Chasser and James Thomas are in here with us to talk about the St. Louis Bourbon Festival on October 21st of this year down uh, by the limp mansion down there the limp grand hall guys welcome in hey thanks for having us absolutely yeah, thanks mark uh, i'm excited about this personally because you guys have expanded this year to an entire street this is like a street festival 
Yeah, it's uh, growing quite a bit from last year. We're now an indoor and outdoor festival. We uh, shut down the entire city block of Cherokee and a little bit of 18th Street and a little bit of Demino Place. Um, so, yeah, super excited to have all these vendors there and uh, see everybody come down and join us. No kidding. So let's talk about a few of the details. Obviously, what did you tell me, 1,700 tickets is about the capacity to be sold? Yeah, we'll be looking. Uh, last year we were at, what, somewhere around 800, and uh, this year we've uh, pretty much doubled the capacity to have you know somewhere between uh, you know, 1,500 and 2,000 people available wow. for this year's festival. And wow. everybody will fit in pretty comfortably as well, so it won't sure. be tight. Uh, you know, you'll have plenty of room to move around, and, and the idea for this year was to have a lot of places to explore. So we'll be uh, taking over, uh, you know, lots of different unique spaces there all along Cherokee and Lamp Avenue. So I know I know there are several levels of ticketing. Uh, the general admission ticket, what does that get you for the, for the festival? Uh, general admission is a great ticket. It gets you access to pretty much uh, all aspects of the festival. So all along Cherokee Street... Uh, up around uh, Demino Place, we have a couple of courtyards up there to explore with uh, vendors. Um, so, yeah, GA for $90 is going to get you uh, access to over 100 different uh, vendors to sample from. And uh, what did you tell me the other day, like 450 samples will be available? That would be the conservative number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe more than that. So, obviously, Maybe. nobody's going for the record. Maybe a little Maybe more. A- a lot more of that. Oh but. my gosh! Wow, that's yeah. great. So from there, you can step up. You you got a you showed me the <laughs> list of people who are going to be there presenting. And for people that are, who appreciate bourbon, mm-hmm. they want to hear from the master distillers and the people that are yeah. making the juice and what <clears throat> goes into it. What's available for folks this year, James? So the uh, the the premier presenters that we're going to have this year, kind of they're they're a mix of some of the the celebrities from Kentucky. We're going to have. Um, some master distillers, Greg uh, Metzi from Old Elk will be there. He's flying in from Colorado. He lives in Louisville. He'll be there. Uh, Peggy No Stevens will be there and Heather Wibbles. Peggy No uh, Stevens is um, one of the co-creators of the Bourbon Trail, and okay. she's also a Bourbon Hall of Fame member. We're going to have <clears throat> Michael Veach, who is a bourbon historian, uh, also a member of the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame. Um, and then we're going to have other kind of personalities there. So Fred Minnick will be there. He is a, kind of a foremost authority in bourbon uh, author. He's written several books on the subject. Um, we're going to have Bo Garrett there, who is not only the uh, um, the guitar player from uh, Montgomery Gentry, but he's also a brand ambassador for uh, for Wild Turkey. So he's going to be there, um, and just a whole host of uh, of other people. I mean, it's there's. Um, too many probably to list all in one episode, but, uh, um, you know, it's going to be a great time. But, so. but, we, but we should mention that those presentations are an additional ticket on top of the GA, Correct. Right? Yep. Yeah. Those are those are going to be an additional price on top of it. Uh, well, but all of them are very reasonable. So uh, I think most of them range in that 35 to $45 range, but the... Uh, um, there is one that will be uh, including dinner, so that'll have a the uh, Lemp Mansion's famous fried chicken dinner uh, along with that tasting. So that's one a lot of people are really looking forward to. And we're talking about the uh, St. Louis Bourbon Festival coming up on the twenty first of October. Now the VIP tickets are all gone at this point, right? Yeah, they'll, they'll sold out pretty early, but we do have plenty of the GA tickets and lots of presenter tickets left, also. And, and I should mention among the presenters. Alex Castle, right yep. from Old Dominic. Yep, she'll be one there. Of, one of the female master <clears throat> distillers, and there are there are yeah. only a handful of those in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very very much. Um, so she, she yeah, she's a really neat uh, really neat lady, and she'll be there. Um, 
Um, yeah, there's there's going to be a, a couple of female presenters there. Alex Castle will be there. Um, yeah, also, another one, Butler. Victoria Edie Butler is another Open one Harris. that people are really looking forward to. She is the four time um, award winning master blender. Um, from Uncle Nearest, so um, just one again last year. Yeah, wow. so she is very. Uh, she's one of those people that you may not have heard of, but uh, needs to be on your radar because she truly is a gem in the world of whiskey. Yeah, of course. You guys started the St. Louis Bourbon Society, and and people maybe who aren't involved in bourbon or maybe just starting to get involved. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize how how big this is across the country right now. Yeah, well, um, I just saw it. Actually, there was a uh, an article that came out. I think it was on Fox uh, on Fox today, um, saying that Kentucky bourbon production hits a, an all time record at eleven point four million barrels. So uh, there's more more barrels brewing in Kentucky than there are people. Yeah. Uh, so um, so it's it's really uh, it, it it hasn't hit the height that it probably did around the nineteen seventy mark. Believe it or not. Uh, but it's it'll actually, definitely it'll actually cross the mark from seventy four next year. Did it for production? Yeah, the year wow. I was no, the year I was born. Was huh? the, uh, peak, that was the yeah. height of it. Yeah. Well, uh, just to remind people again, St. Louis uh, Bourbon Festival is coming up October twenty first, uh, and you got to get tickets. You can get them online at St. Uh, St. Louis Bourbon Festival dot com. Did I get that right? Yeah, that's yeah, correct. That's yeah. it. And of course, stlewisbourbonsociety.com is your website where people can find out more. You can become a member there, mm-hmm. uh, take part in tastings and and all of that stuff, which is fantastic. Yeah. But I hope we get a lot of people out. I'm I'm excited about it. I'm going to be yeah, there. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. This is going to be fantastic. I tell you what, Drew, uh, James, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Mark. Appreciate for it. Us on. Yeah, we'll look forward thanks, to it. We'll also put that link up on our website at 971talk.com uh, slash Cox. If you go there, you'll be able to find the link to the uh, Bourbon uh, Festival, the St. Louis Bourbon Festival, October 21st. And not only will you have a chance to uh, taste some fine bourbons at the St. Louis Bourbon Festival, October 21st, uh, Mark Cox is actually going to be in attendance. Uh, although I didn't get my invite, I might crash the party as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely, yeah. You, I would, I would highly recommend uh, getting on that website, uh, stlouisbourbonfestival dot com, and and getting tickets because I do believe they will sell out. They've expanded this year, but people come from multiple states to this event because there'll be over 450 samples you can't sample them all or you'd be too drunk to stand up <laughs> man i i've gone to a wine tasting and had to get an uber it was like i was like but they were just little sips but yep. a lot of them whew, <laughs> it, it, it can work on you yeah and it's it's good it's going to be a good time looking forward to it ought to have uh, hopefully some good weather for that as well hey that's going to do it for this edition of second amendment radio and the great outdoors for bo matthews and carl middleman i'm mark Cow- We'll see you around next weekend. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.